0: I just stopped doing things like I love doing my hair and makeup and I just wasn't doing that anymore. And I just thought I feel like I've just lost all of these little moments and all these cancellations of plans and worrying about whether I'm going to get out of breath if I agree to do something that's a bit more strenuous than sitting at a table. And I just suddenly thought I've had enough of that. I've had enough of getting out of the shower and being upset to look at your reflection in the mirror and feeling like you don't like any of your clothes or... You know that's the start of every day. Every day you get up and you get ready and it's not a nice way to start your day when that part of your day is really, really upsetting. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted, as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weight Loss Warriors. Carl here. And today I have to apologize because I do have a slight sore throat. I've uh, been milking it for all I can. And uh, if if I do sound different, that's why. But I'm very happy. I I won't do much of a talking. So I have a fantastic guest on the show today. Her name's Vicky. She's from Surrey. How are you today, Vicky?
0: Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you.
1: Good. And and thank you for joining us. And I will just say that I want to thank you for your patience as well in the whole in the interest of being completely honest, it, it took me a little bit longer today getting everything set up without echoes. So thank you for your patience.
0: You're very welcome.
1: You see, No one would have known that. I could have just edited it all out and it would have been seemed seamless. Pe- exactly, exactly. But I, I try and, you know, show the real life. So um, Vicky, you're here today to tell us your success story. And I'm very happy to do so because quite differently to a lot of people, you haven't actually followed a slimming program as such, have you?
0: Uh, No, I haven't. I've sort of loosely used principles that uh, I guess fit my lifestyle rather than just following one solidly.
1: Fantastic. Okay. So before we jump into that, why don't you start off, just tell us a bit about yourself. Obviously you're from Surrey, but what else do you like to do? And um, tell me a bit about, about life before deciding to lose weight.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so what I like to do kind of links into probably why I have problems with kind of weight maintenance, I guess, is what I most like to do is kind of socialize with my friends over kind of eating and drinking. I really enjoy sort of pairing wine with food and going out and having boozy nights and and things like that. So, um, I also love sort of holidays and, um, yeah, all things that basically you sort of associate with, uh, eating and drinking a lot. Um, uh, I'm 35, um, and hmm, what 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 else you wanted to know a little bit about before I lost weight? Yeah, um, that'd be great. Right. It's difficult to kind of define before I lost weight because I would say that I've kind of always struggled with my relationship with food and drink for most of my adult life. So um, I've sort of been up and down uh, throughout time, um, and there's been two significant weight losses in my life. Uh, the time before this. And then the interim where I regained weight, and then this time. um, And I guess I feel more myself when I'm at a more uh, comfortable weight, um, I guess. So when I'm in between, when when I've been at times where I've been overweight, um, I feel a lot less me. Um, a lot less sociable, <laughs> a lot less willing to do those things that I enjoy because they involve kind of being out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess before I lose weight, the, the way I kind of, um, the way life is for me is, is, is more limited. Okay. I say.
1: And, and so, although you didn't say the word itself, the way you described it drew me to believe that it's a confidence thing, but when you were overweight, you, you felt less confident.
0: Yeah, it is. It's. I don't know that I have less confidence per se. I just don't feel like the identity I have is mine. Um, so I feel like when I'm overweight, you can't – well, you can. But in my mind, I don't have the style, say, that I think is my style. I feel like I would wear things because I felt that they're what I should be wearing when I'm bigger. Um, or that they're comfortable, and it's not necessarily like me. Like I have a lot of identity association with the things that I wear. I really like fashion, and I like to pick clothes and feel good. Um, but I don't know that it lessens my confidence. I don't think I'm. I suppose maybe, maybe subconsciously, it does.
1: No, no, um, it, it may may not be the case. But I was just trying to focus in a bit more on the actual feeling and emotion there because. Now that you've explained more about the fashion side of things, perhaps it isn't confidence. Perhaps it's that, that it doesn't allow you to do those things so freely that you enjoy it to do. Um, definitely.
0: It's definitely, it's an identity thing. And I think it's also a, I mean, confidence is an interesting word. Perhaps people people would describe it as that. But I think it's things like I would limit things because I was more worried about what I can do as well if that makes sense so yeah, if someone had said something like for example I've done like go ape before right um and I've done it when I've been at a more comfortable size but if someone said that to me when I was at my biggest I'd be thinking I, I can't go and be in a harness and jump out of trees and walk on like high wires and things because I'd probably get out of breath and sweaty and not be able to do it or pull myself up or.
1: Okay. (laughs) um, So that's more of a practical thing.
0: Um, Yeah. It's more like you get, I think i get in my own way when I'm bigger uh, because I don't feel like myself. I don't feel the same when I'm bigger.
1: So Vicky, thank you for for explaining that, telling us a bit more about yourself. So you said there's been two significant weight losses. Yeah. uh, This one and obviously one previous to that. Now, Before that first one, had you felt uncomfortable or or not been able to identify with yourself as you wanted to for a long period of time? Is this something that had happened, you know, from childhood, just as a young adult, more recently?
0: Yeah, so I'd always sort of never really thought that I was like slim as such, but I'd never really been what I would sort of call like massively overweight. So I'd been like perhaps like chubby, (laughs) um but never sort of huge but I think when you're younger chubby feels like huge because of just the pressure that you have when you're very young you're not as confident and independent and your own person are you You kind of want everybody to just accept you as you are And, and sadly kids can be cruel and uh if you're not all like tiny then perhaps you feel bigger but I definitely was never really that big until um I so the before the first time I had got married um, which was an amazing high and just um went on a great honeymoon, had a had a great time, and just a very short time afterwards, my granddad passed away. And um I didn't really process it very well. Uh he was like the head of the family. Um and it felt like a really big high had come with a very big low like very, very quickly afterwards. Um and it re-shocked me, and I don't think I really uh, accepted it, or or sort of, yeah, I guess, like I say, processed it really at all, um, and what I actually did, which I didn't realise at the time, was I just started um, eating my feelings, and drinking them, and I put on a massive amount of weight, uh, and I went from slim and chubby, trub- slim or chubby, to very, very, very big, like I was I think about a size 24 um, is where I got up to um, in a very short time period. And, you know, not weight related, just sort of mental health related, really. It it took me a while to realise that that's what was happening, was that I hadn't really processed that that death had happened, I think. And that i had seeked comfort in eating, but maybe also just a bit of like, you know, kind of self harming types uh eating you know like just trying to you don't feel good to make yourself feel even worse by sort of I don't know it's hard to explain right a lot of weight related issues are very emotional of course Um, and I think that the way I saw it was that I wasn't happy anyway so it didn't really matter if I was unhappy about other things like my weight and you know it, it spiraled I didn't really even do my hair or my makeup or care about very much anymore if that makes sense
1: yeah it it completely makes sense i appreciate you being open about it and and sharing that with us because from everything you've just described like you said getting married is obviously one of the the best moments you can experience and and sadly losing your granddad was a a big trauma for you and then by comfort eating and and how that impacted your mental health it's it's normal that during these times you, you don't feel at your best you don't really want to take care of yourself like you say it's almost like you can Hit that self-destruct button a little bit, yeah. And some people a lot. And and you said that you you went up to a size twenty-four. But what what size had you been? Just to give some comparison, because for some people, obviously, size twenty-four is the lowest they've been. Yeah. Um. So so what what size had you been previously to that?
0: So before that, because I hadn't really ever properly lost loads of weight before. I think probably my lowest in my adult life had been about ten. But when I got married, I think I was a sort of twelve to fourteen.
1: OK, so so the, the, that jump up to 24 from from a 12 to 14 is, is still considerable. So, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, and, and how long ago was that that, that happened?
0: So that was um, when I had sort of put on all of that. So I got married in 2013, which was when that happened. But when I finally realized that enough was enough and I needed to sort of do something about it, it was kind of like the back end of 2016.
1: OK. So, so that but
0: the was it. it happened quicker than that, and I sat with it for a while, if I'm honest.
1: Okay, fair enough. And no, no, obviously, <laughs> definitely not judging or anything else at all like <laughs> that. So, so you, the time you sat with it was the time that you sat with it, and yeah, um, I think
0: you do sit with stuff like that for a while. I don't, I don't, I think it's very rare that people put it on and immediately do something about it. I think sometimes it, it takes either a significant moment or a buildup of small moments for you to go, I don't want this for me anymore.
1: Absolutely. Because I, I think it takes, I think the emotional damage that it can do takes longer to catch up with you or for yeah. you to be able to face it than it does physically.
0: Yeah. And I think um, a lot of people describe when they lose weight about how you don't see it in the mirror for a while. So like you've lost it and you don't see it. But I think it's also the same as if you gain weight really suddenly you know, you've gained it, you know, you're buying the bigger clothes, but I don't think you fully process and accept it for a little while.
1: No, because you, you probably don't want it to be true. Yeah. And so you you tell yourself, and I had a conversation with someone about this, about the taking taking selfies at different angles to make yourself <laughs> still look <laughs> Need good. Needing longer
0: arms.
1: Exactly. The, the angle gets a bit higher and further away. Yeah. And although we're joking about it, this is something that, again, it, it's a way that we protect ourselves from the truth or from what we're willing to admit and and be open about because we it could just be too hard at that moment for us to actually say okay I have a problem with eating uh, my mental health suffering and and now I'm ready to get that help because we protect ourselves from it from ourselves um
0: yeah
1: and and so going back to to your story and 2016 you just said yourself that it's usually a a build-up of small moments or it could be one big significant factor that makes you decide right okay enough is enough and and what was it in your case there Vicky?
0: Um, it was similar to kind of what I sort of alluded to before it was it was a lot of small moments it was deciding not to do things because I had nothing to wear or didn't want to think of something to wear or just feeling like I didn't really want people to see me or um, like I alluded to I, I just stopped doing things like I love doing my hair and makeup and I just wasn't doing that anymore and I just thought I feel like I've just lost all of these little moments and all these cancellations of plans and worrying about whether I'm going to get out of breath if I agree to do something that's a bit more strenuous than sitting at a table. And I just suddenly thought that I've I've had enough of that. I've had enough of getting out of the shower and being upset to look at your reflection in the mirror and feeling like you don't like any of your clothes or... You know, that's the start of every day. Every day you get up and you get ready and it's not a nice way to start your day when that part of your day is really, really upsetting. And it's something that you have complete control over. Like there's so many things in life that stress you out and are depressing or upsetting that you have no control over. But choosing to be healthy and and move a bit more is absolutely on you. You can do you can do that.
1: That's really true. It's absolutely true. And I think at the same time, it's on you. It's only you that can come to that conclusion as well. Yeah. And that's, again, the emotional side of it can take time or the finding the strength to, to actually make that decision and, and then do something. Sure. And and we'll come on to your most recent weight loss, but, but what was the next step for you? What did you decide to do in that um, moment? So,
0: so that first time... Um... I think I just sort of decided that I had to lose this weight and I didn't really know how to. And I had a pal at work who also wanted to lose some weight and we just said, should we try Slimming World? Um, so that's how I lost the initial weight loss. We signed up to Slimming World um, uh, in a nutshell. Um, we followed that program to a tea. we went to group, we got weighed, we got certificates and it was all about that kind of race for target um, why and World? I, I guess at the time it was, I wanted to lose the weight, but I don't know that I was committed enough to do anything extreme. I wanted something that had a relatively relative amount of flex. I didn't want to give up <laughs> carbs or do anything. I guess I was kind of looking for something that I believed was sustainable. Um, and I kind of, the, the Slim and World stuff felt like it was because, you know, within reason, nothing's out of bounds,
1: I get that. I get that. And I think it's, it's a very, and I say it with respect, a low barrier to entry because it's, yeah. it's very easy to understand. You've got thousands and thousands of people who are already doing it. It's a, a program that has been designed for that exact purpose to make yeah. it accessible and easy to follow. And so you use that with your friend and, and you're able to, to lose the weight that you wanted to, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: But then the fact that there's a second story of weight <laughs> loss, leads me to believe that that weight came back
0: yeah so i don't i i have a lot of respect for the slimming world plan and group and all of the things that happened on my first journey but one of the things that i think that doesn't resonate for me with with how that works and the reason i believe that i gained the weight back because there wasn't another um you know significant life event that made me (laughs) um go off the rails was just i felt that when i did slimming world I had a an attitude of wanting to just lose all of my weight, basically. I, I went. You go in on your first day and they say to you, what would you like your target to be? And you pick a magic number out of the sky, really. It's not based on any science. You just kind of go, oh, I'd like to weigh that, please. And they go, okay, fine. And they put it in a computer. And from then on, you turn up every week and everything is about whether that number goes down and whether you get another certificate or that elusive final certificate that is your target one. Um, and what I really struggled with was you were never really, um, I didn't feel, uh, encouraged to do anything sort of around how you sustain something or how you deal with a, a gain or, um, you know, whenever you had plans, it was always about how do you do plans on plan and things like that. And I think when I got to Target, it felt very lost. It felt very, you're no longer going after something. You're actually, what you're going after is standing still. There, There's not another certificate that you're trying for and you're not trying to get a result. So when you're going to group, no one's really celebrating anything because you've not really gone anywhere. Like you, all you're trying to do is stay the same, if that makes sense. So everything that had kind of been driving me sort of ended and I didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing there. Um, And I also hit target right on top of summer. (laughs) Um, And I think that I had been so hungry to get to the target without really worrying about the fact that once you get there, you have to, you know, have this lifestyle that fits with what you want to do ongoing. Otherwise it will go backwards. So essentially, um, What happened was I stopped going to group. I started going out and having fun and having off-plan meals and drinks in pub gardens and enjoying the summer. And in a very short frame of time, I'd put on about a stone and a half quite quickly. Um, And I started to feel like I didn't want to go back to doing what I did before because what I did before didn't feel like normal life. It felt like trying to lose weight. And I wasn't really sure how I was supposed to maintain weight. Uh, and then I just kind of went a lot the other way, really, uh, and over the course of two years, put on the majority of the weight that I'd lost.
1: And that's the thank you again for, for sharing that, because it's it's very interesting. And I think a lot of people will relate to that. The fact that you, you lost the weight, you met your target and then kind of found yourself in no man's land or you didn't really know what to do next yeah um but not only that it's also kind of this release of pressure after hitting your target but you no longer have to be on a diet you don't and, and it depends on the person yeah. but in your case if you felt like you were restricting your yourself or this wasn't a sustainable way to do it then hitting that target was like okay mission accomplished relax time yeah. And, and this is something that I've done myself a number of times when I've lost weight. So I, I hearing you say that, I just thought, yeah. And I even have like a buffer. I don't know if it was the same for you, but even had like a buffer of maybe one stone. But if I gained that again, I'd still lost more. So I was still happy enough. And it was summer. And, you know, <laughs> I hadn't been out drinking for a while. And Summer's I, a
0: great excuse.
1: <laughs> yeah, but come and live in Spain, it's four months long. It's... <laughs> a lot of damage can be done in four months at least in England it's only a couple of weeks Um, (laughs) very true very true but joking aside I I think without having that plan of what was what comes next and how you're going to manage that and still see maintaining your weight loss as a success it's very easy to go backwards yeah and I think on Joe's episode he talked about you know how he has had to find a way to continue celebrating that success otherwise it's it's kind of an anti-climax because then after that like you say the focus is on people losing weight not the people not so much that have maintained although you've hit your target but making it sustainable and making that an everyday thing is tricky when you're not chasing the certificates or the stickers yeah and the thing is conversely I I have I'm going to call them friends actually because since starting the podcast I've met and had some so many good conversations with some people who are consultants in Slimming World. And I didn't necessarily know they were consultants when they've been interviewed or when we've had chats. And I really think as well, it depends on the type of consultant you have in your group, because I think they hold the keys to enabling you to have longer term success by helping you to focus on that and find ways to make it sustainable. And then I think in in the same way that every business has good leaders and, and leaders who are not so good, I'm I'm sure there are probably some consultants there who are focused on the weight loss itself, but less on the long-term strategy. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very interesting to hear you say that. And so second time around then Vicky, when you decided you were going to lose weight again, um, what, what did you decide was going to be different? What did you decide to do?
0: So when I decided to do it again, it was lockdown. Um, So I'd been feeling a bit lousy right before we went into lockdown because obviously I'd gained a load of weight back and I was thinking, how on earth have I allowed this to happen, as you do? (laughs) Um, And then for the first four weeks of lockdown, it was really intense for everybody, wasn't it? It was so strange. Like, we all got sent to work from home. We weren't allowed out of our houses. We were having to wipe down your Tesco's delivery with wipes and (laughs) wash your hands and not touch your post and all of that weird stuff. And um, because of that, I basically, because I am someone who emotionally eats or seeks comfort in food or or whatever we want to label it as, um, the first four weeks I put on a further stone. So I was already really uncomfortable before we went into lockdown and I put put on this extra stone. And um, at that time, we didn't know we were going to be at home for like a year plus. We thought that we might be back at work very shortly. And I just kept thinking can't go back to work even bigger than I already was because I just already hated what I looked like um and I was just thinking about like you know my clothes wouldn't fit and whatever so that was kind of the driver I think in my mind was like come on now like you've got to put a stopper on this and at least reverse what those first four weeks have done um but I knew I didn't want to do exactly what I'd done before because although the Slim and World plan worked for me um I knew that it, it, it didn't feel to me that after I got to where I wanted it, it was sustainable in that environment. And I felt that there was way too much focus on that. You had to achieve a certain number um, that it, if you, if it wasn't down, it wasn't celebrated, if that makes sense. So, you know, if you, if you maintained or perhaps you gained a pound because you'd started doing weightlifting or something, it was like that wasn't really celebrated because what's celebrated in that environment is weight loss only. And that's not necessarily the only key thing for health and well being. So um what I actually decided, first of all, was that I wasn't really a lot of people talk about that, that click. Like when you wake up in the morning and you're, you've, you've clicked and you're in the right mindset and then suddenly you can do it. Right. And I, and I wasn't really there. I, d- I didn't have that click. I didn't want to do it. I just decided that I had to do it. So first of all, if I'm honest, I just thought, why don't I start really simple and look at what I'm eating now and just try and remove just a couple of things that I know that I'm doing that are particularly bad. So um, at the beginning, I know that I'm someone who absolutely loves bread. (laughs) Um, But for my metabolism, uh, bread is actually a bit of an enemy for me. So it bloats me. It it can sometimes make me hungrier. So if I have bread um, in meals, I tend to find that it doesn't sustain my hunger for as long. Um, And I was eating a lot of bread because I love it, even though it does all these bad things for me. And I also was basically like mainlining mayonnaise <laughs> It was just like mayonnaise was just on everything um so I made two changes at the beginning and they were as simple as reduce the amount of bread that I'm eating and reduce the amount of mayonnaise that I'm putting on things
1: okay and, and, and uh, how did that go
0: yeah that was it to start with um that's all I did was just made those two changes which obviously make you do some smart swapping in a sense um, and I did that just, just for a little while um, until I felt comfortable that I was ready to do a little bit more. And I also agreed with myself that I wouldn't weigh too much at the beginning. I wouldn't worry about the scales. I would just worry about trying to change my behaviours a little bit. Um, and then I guess just to try and fast forward a little bit and put it in a nutshell, I kind of went from that to introducing um, what I call slim and World well principles, but in my own kind of way. So... The key to all weight loss, whatever program you do, is basically calories in versus calories out. Like, it doesn't matter which way anyone markets it and packages it up and sells it to you. The actual, you know, scientific weight loss technique is you have to have less calories in than what you're putting out, and then you'll lose weight. So um, the way Slimming World do this in a really effective way is the the one-third method. So it's around removing one third of what would be on your plate in terms of meat and carbohydrates and replacing that with something like salad or vegetables or fruit. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really simple because that doesn't really require (laughs) a a lot of weighing, measuring, going on calorie checking apps and all of that. So I just basically started to just introduce those principles and um, started really, uh, I began like an, an Instagram account that I had I began using it again and following people who were on Slim and World or calorie counting and just getting sort of inspiration and ideas and a bit of guidance around things that they were having less of or more of and what things are sort of good for your foods and, and not good for your foods um and I actually find that that's that's the beauty of Instagram is kind of you can you can kind of follow so many people who do all different things and you can Create the me diet, the diet that works for you, um because as well, we all we're all built differently, right? So things work differently for different people. I, I follow numerous accounts of people who follow a and World diet, and they all eat completely different things, but they're actually all technically following the exact same diet plan.
1: It's the same principle, yeah, and, and that's what works. And, and you're absolutely right because I think it also comes down to the variety and finding things that you like because if uh, at the same time where you've said that Instagram you know, Instagram's fantastic for finding it, there are certain meals, I'll say, that, that seem to crop up every now and again. Either somebody I think is new to Slimming World, yeah. perhaps, or, or new to a diet program in general. And, and they haven't quite found their click or what works for them because some of the food combinations are, are just not what I would call like an enjoyable or sustainable meal bowls of baked beans, things like that. And it's, it's, I think those people need to obviously find what works for them in the same way that we all do. And it's interesting that you say it, but you can follow other people, you can get the advice and the principles that, and you're absolutely right. The principle of of losing weight is that's the science of it. It's calories in versus calories out. And and there's nothing that anyone can say or sell to you, that's going to change that yeah so if you can if you're able to work on portion control have a little bit of understanding about foods or get the advice from people or you know just copy people who are doing it with other programs i think that's half the battle and then it's just the consistency that comes with it so you you made some really good changes then you you got some inspiration from other diet programs and did you start to see the weight come off straight away vicky or did it take time What, what, what was the rest of the journey like for you
0: so yeah, so I had a bit of a bumpy journey at the beginning. So first of all, I was losing sort of consistently, maybe one and a half, two pounds a week. I've never been like someone who necessarily loses massive amounts, but I don't think that's a bad thing, to be honest, because I think the slower it comes off, the more it seems to actually stay off personally in my journey, not not for everybody, um, which is something I think is really key for everyone. Like, like on Instagram, you get lots of people asking you questions and stuff. And one of the things I always say is, you really need to figure out what works for you. Like, you know I, some of the people I follow they lose loads of weight eating massive bowls of pasta and, and you know I, I my metabolism does not work that way and <laughs> um, I have something called PCOS which is like polycystic ovaries um, and as part of that there, there's some problems around certain food groups and stuff that can make it really difficult to lose weight so I think sometimes as well it's it's very much like a test and learn environment you, you can absolutely ha- get help and advice from others but you need to watch how your body responds to certain foods and, and work it out that way so so with me i you know part of that is i don't always lose very big um i tend to gain big and lose slow which is very frustrating um but this time around i actually had a real big sticking point which was i'd been losing for a bit and then i went 9 whole weeks maintaining now this was during lockdown so i wasn't it wasn't 9 whole weeks where oh i went on holiday and i had nights out with friends this was like i was 100% uh, eating perfectly. I had started moving a little bit more. So I was doing like a home workout DVD and a skipping challenge um, and things like that. And, and and the scales just, just didn't move. Um, and it was so frustrating. And I just had to keep saying to myself that, you know, it's not just about the scales. It's about you being healthier. And if you get irritated by the fact that they're not moving down and your response to being irritated by that is to then, eat things that you know are going to gain weight that's not helping what is causing your frustration because you're going to then go backwards even further <laughs> um so it was really difficult don't get me wrong I was really angry about it and I was finding it really difficult and I was thinking you know throw the baby out with the bath water as they say you know I, I'm gonna do a complete new plan and this isn't working for me um and I decided instead that perhaps what I should try and do that I never did in my first journey is to find an exercise that that I could do, um, because I thought that actually, if I exercise more, then the calories in, calories out bit is fed right. Because if you exercise, you're you're burning more calories. Um, but also, it's something that when I want to be able to come out of lockdown and go back to what I would call my normal life where Monday to Friday I can be reasonably good, but at the weekends I enjoy having a social life and doing things outside the parameters of healthy eating, it is something that would keep me fit and burning more calories in the hope that that would be able to sort of control and sustain. Um, And that mindset led me to having a very crazy idea to start um, Couch to 5K.
1: Ah, fantastic. And... and How did, because you're still in lockdown at this point, am I right? So, so you literally couch was your option. (laughs) Yes. Um, so, so how did you do that train? How did you start that then being in lockdown, but deciding you were going to do couch to 5k?
0: So it was just one of those things. So I was getting really annoyed by the scales not moving. I decided that I was going to respond to that frustration in the correct way, which is what can I do rather than how do I sabotage this with, you know, silly behavior. And, um, I kind of felt like I was getting a bit stir crazy. I I wasn't furloughed during lockdown, but working from home was driving me nuts anyway, because it's just, there was no variation in your day. And I just felt like really challenging myself. Um, I'm asthmatic. And as part of that, I'd always avoided running because it used to be a trigger for me. So it used to be one of the things that absolutely caused me wheezing and and, and breathlessness. So I would always avoid it. And I just thought, you know what? The only thing we're allowed to do is go out for exercise. And it's something that doesn't require a gym. It doesn't require any equipment. And there's literally an app that I can download and I can just give it a go. Um, And I thought, I don't even need to tell anyone that I'm doing it. (laughs) I can just try. And if I fail, no one ever needs to know except me. (laughs) Um, And I remember at the time thinking, if I could even just run for one whole minute, I'd be proud of myself because I didn't think I could really run for sort of 10 seconds. Um, and the app is fantastic. Like it, it, it builds you from, I think the first run you do is like run 30 seconds, walk for a minute, run 30 seconds, walk for a minute, something like that. And then it, it sort of builds you over a nine week plan till at the end of it, you're not actually doing 5k per se, you're able to run consistently for 30 minutes, um, okay. but you might not be able to cover 5k at that, by that time in that, in that time, because obviously that's a pacing thing rather than a, a time thing
1: yeah but but it's, it's it's reasonable to think that with practice once yeah. you can run for 30 minutes it's just a matter of time before you'd be able to do 5k so that makes sense and and I completely forgot because I, I had a vision of you running through your carpet like doing laps in your lounge or something <laughs> because I forgot in the UK you were allowed to still go out and do exercise yeah here here in, in Spain we were just not allowed outside our houses at all oh crikey um so so yeah, exercise wasn't even a possibility outside of our home. So that's why I was a bit confused and, and mentioned that you know the couch being your only option. So this was great because it gave you an it gave you an excuse to get out of the house. It yeah. gave you something to work on and focus on, and it wasn't necessarily solely related to weight loss or dieting. It was about your fitness, which is very yeah. important. So that's that's fantastic. And I'm gonna ask you the question now. Did you manage to do 5K?
0: I did. I didn't do it by the end of the program. So at the end of the program, I think I was on 4.2 K in 30 minutes.
1: Oh, that's still very good.
0: Yes. And I can't even tell you the feeling like it didn't even really matter to me whether doing that helped with my weight loss, even though it actually did. (laughs) I got out of my plateau doing it. And actually I saw significant weight losses as as I built up my, my running. But that was such an achievement. And just something, you know, just me being able to run 30 minutes was like crazy. And when I finished the app, the next run I did, I just decided that I was going to run to 5k. So if it took me 40 minutes, that was fine. But that's what I was going to do. So the very next run I did, I did the 5k, it did take me nearly 40 minutes, I think, Um, can't quite remember. And then I just moved on to the next challenge, which was I'm going to be able to do 5k in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, and then I've basically ran ever since. So I completed that sort of I think it was sort of November 2020. I think it might have been. Um, and I've ran ever since uh, regularly. Um, I've done a half marathon. <laughs> I run as many times a week as as I as I possibly can, and and I thoroughly enjoy it. And it's absolutely been the key to me sustaining getting to target because I get that I'm jumping forward a bit here but I did get to my target um in March I think it was March 21 um and then I've now been successfully maintaining that since
1: and how does that feel congratulations by the way on all of that because first of all from couch to 5k to half marathon that's quite a big jump <laughs> Um, Yes.
0: And I only started the couch to 5k in the September and I did the half marathon in the March.
1: Okay. So that's, that's good because I mean, if someone who's not built like a runner myself, I I've done one half marathon about six or seven years ago. Yeah. And I trained from October through till February, but that was quite a hard training with no lockdown or anything else. And, um, I mean, I, I was able to do it, but it wasn't easy. So for yourself, especially when you have asthma, to be able to do that is incredible. And one thing I just want to point out to everyone listening, but most of this last 15 minutes of conversation hasn't necessarily been about dieting or, you know, restricting what you're eating. It's been about something completely different, which is the fitness side and the benefits that has on your overall health and obviously which would lead to weight loss as well. So uh, I think that it's quite interesting listening to you explain that Vicky, because often on the show we, we talk and focus solely on, you know, how your eating changed, how your diet was, but without necessarily thinking about the exercise side. And I I think, again, that's because a lot of people, maybe that's not their main focus, but for you it sounds, although you you found something you enjoyed, you made it sustainable, and that had a positive effect on the rest of your objectives in terms of losing weight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, the thing where exercise is somewhat sometimes overlooked is it feels potentially like it's going to be a chore, right? And people don't want to do it. And it's another thing that you've got to put in. But exercise has given me the freedom to be a bit more flexible with what I put in my mouth. Um, but also, it's completely changed my body composition. So I'm firmer. My shape is better. I, I see physical changes when I'm exercising more so even when the scales don't necessarily reflect it,
1: of course, because you you've now got the the figure I imagine of, of an athlete, which is more <laughs> muscular. And
0: <laughs> sorry,
1: no, no, not quite.
0: Definitely not got the figure of an athlete, but just you know. Okay. I'll say more athletic,
1: <laughs> but but that's but okay. <laughs> I have to decide whether to keep this in or not because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but oh, it will stay in. Um, but what I wanted, to, the point I was trying to make there, Vicky, is that. Uh, The difference now in your, in your body and the the definition of your body is more athletic because you probably, you know, develop muscle to be able to allow you to run more strength on your lower body. And, and so that has probably helped attribute to the changes that you see and feel. Yeah. Okay. That that was a better way of saying it, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) It's all right. I just, I don't think you ever look at your own body and think it looks athletic.
1: (laughs) Not in my case, that's for sure. Um, so Tell me now, because we're running out of time. Yep. Tell me how all of these things that you've changed and introduced has led to, to today and, and how life is today having made those changes and being at target for as long as you have.
0: Yeah, I think it's completely changed my opinion around um, dieting being all about a set number on the scales. It's made me realize that it's more about being able to live in a balanced way finding, um, an exercise that you enjoy means that you don't see it as like a a chore that you've got to do. You you look forward to doing it. So for me, it's like great for my mental health. It puts me in a great frame of mind. It starts my day off, um, gives me energy. Um, and I think I finally found that balance, um, between not looking at food as good or bad, or that's going to make me put on a pound and that's going to make me lose three pounds, Uh, you know, and it's more about, um, being healthy you know the majority of the time so that when you have times when you're not being healthy that's okay because sometimes you will want to go out and have a burger and a beer as long as that's not your majority that's your that's your um occasional time and the majority of time you're looking after your health and well-being that's that's the balance that's how you live at a comfortable weight. And I think before I always thought you're either on a diet or you're off a diet.
1: Okay. So it was one extreme or the other yeah. in some cases. And, and you, you said, you know, this is how you found the balance. And I think that's the most important thing because you still get to enjoy the things that you do enjoy. And like you said, so many people talk about the 80, 20 rule. And I think this applies to weight loss as well, but you know, for 80% of the time you are looking after, and you said it yourself, looking after your body and, yeah. and living healthy life. So if it gets to the weekend and like you say, you want to go out and have a few drinks and it's about having that control and that balance and and feeling good about it. And it sounds though you've got that. So I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. And I'd like to know as well, Vicky, if you've got any advice for anyone listening today.
0: Yeah, um, I would just say that if you're wondering whether you can do it, the answer is yes. Um, And I think that the, the best advice I could give anyone is don't put a deadline on it. If, if, you're, if you want to do this and you want to lose weight and you want to um, be healthier, that's, that's going to be your forever, right? So you, you can't put a deadline on it because there is no deadline. Um, you need to be doing it uh, as something that is going to be your routine and your constant. And if what you're doing right now doesn't feel like it's your forever, stop doing that and find something that works that you really truly believe you could still be doing in 10 years time.
1: I love that. So no deadlines, find your forever. And if you can't find your forever, or it doesn't feel like you're forever. Keep going until you find the thing that works for you. Absolutely. Dickie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. And I'm very happy to announce to you and the world that you are now a weight loss warrior. So thank you.
0: Very exciting. Thank you.
1: Good to hear. And it would be great to have you back on the show in the future and find out if you've done a marathon, for example. (laughs) No pressure none at all take care of yourself Vicky and thanks a lot thank you bye-bye I'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners I appreciate you joining us at the weight loss warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe if you enjoyed today's episode please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story we share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.